0: Evidence and answers. The most loving action we can take to help our friends struggling with gender confusion is to turn them away from falsehood and to the truth and help guide them in that direction. Unfortunately, the current false narrative is only hurting those in this struggle and they are not hearing the truth that can bring healing and set them free. You're tuned to Evidence and Answers Radio Broadcast with your host, Pat Zukren. Pat is an author, teacher, and international speaker in the area of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. The last time we were together, our host, Pat, began a message presenting the truth about the transgender debate and how we must reclaim the true definition of manhood and womanhood. Now, let's conclude. But it really came to the forefront in 2015 when
1: Bruce Jenner, the model of masculinity. Many of us remember, those guys didn't know who he was, you know, Uh, those guys in the gym over there. I had to take about five minutes to explain who he was. But Remember, he was the great decathlon champion, the model of masculinity. He was on every Wheaties box, right, back there in the 70s. Well, in 2015, he announced his struggle and later that year transformed to Caitlyn Jenner. And then I believe he won awards like man of the year or woman of the year or or whatever it is he won, right? And the message to the world became clear, men can become women if they feel or perceive themselves to be women or vice versa. And this event catapulted the transgender topic from obscurity to one of the most fashionable issues of social justice today. Then later on in that year, the Supreme Court redefined marriage, something Corey addressed. And of course, the transgender advocates jumped on the bandwagon and the transgender issue became a civil rights issue. It became LGBTQ, okay? So jumped on the bandwagon there and later the Obama administration redefined sex to mean gender identity in our nation's civil rights laws then imposed gender identity policies on our schools and healthcare providers, and the transgender cause officially became mainstream. Now, before Bruce Jenner, there were dangerous ideologies already dismantling the moral foundation of our society here. The rise of secular humanism, right, the rejection and turning away from God has had devastating effects in our culture. God is the source of truth. Truth begins with God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Once you turn away from God, who is the source of truth, then you're going to, Romans 1, you're going to embrace false ideas very quickly. And with the rejection of God, there's the rejection of God's truth and God's moral law. And one of the things that we rejected is God's design for man and woman. We have a whole new understanding of human nature and who we are. Genesis 126 says, and God made them in his image, male and female, he created them. Male and female, hey, that's part of the image of God. And that is something that is designed by God. It cannot be changed. But once we rejected God's design for man and woman, our understanding of manhood and womanhood and human nature began to completely disintegrate and unravel our existence now. We're not beautifully designed by a creator. We're just products of natural causes that had no intention for our being here. We are really a cosmic accident, not a magnificent creation of a loving creator. We are now complex animals, eh? just chemistry encased in flesh, and we exist to survive and reproduce, not to enter into a wonderful relationship with our creator and to fulfill the magnificent calling he has upon each one of us. Once we rejected the image of God, then other movements came that threw off the biblical guide and our understanding of sex and sexuality. The sexual revolution coming up in the 60s, if it feels good, do it, threw off God's design for sex and marriage, And we embrace the idea that our bodies are our own to do with and enjoy with whatever we want. Then, radical feminism. You know, the first wave of feminism helped women gain equal rights, which was a good thing. But unfortunately, it started going in the wrong direction. And our culture swung in a false direction, now denying any important differences between male and female. Now they're fighting, instead of equality, they're fighting for identicalness, that men and women are the same. There are no differences, and the result is a culture of androgyny and confusion, all right, but it began when we rejected God and that we are made in the image of God. We're in a state of complete confusion. Our culture is, and our churches are as well. I was at a church camp in california filled with christians filled with christians and first night i said what i should not have said you know i was just being i, I said men and women are different they're created different by god i think men and women are different and created by god uh, designed to be different they had a riot that night they stayed up till 4 a.m debating should we throw that speaker out and i sat down for breakfast and people call me chauvinist pig racist whatever. And I said, okay, okay. So at the next seminar, I said, all right. Someone immediately raised that question. I said, okay, if I bring a man and a woman right here, would you notice they're different? And everyone said, no way, no way. You are a racist. Men and women are the same. Whatever a man can do, a woman can do, vice versa. I said, all right, okay. I said, if I take off their clothes and put them right here, would you uh, notice that they're different? And they all said, no way. Whatever a man can do, a woman can do. Don't be a racist on this, all right? And I said, okay, you guys aren't answering me honestly, okay? I, 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 Let's just, well, they wouldn't let me move on, all right? It was a terrible conference. And I wish I could tell you that was rare. That happens very, it's a regular thing, folks. It's a regular thing. I sit down with students at a Christian college or a Christian retreat, and I'm getting screamed at. You know, people say, men and women are the same, men and women are the same. How oh, there you say they're different. And I said, how many women are there in the NFL? And they'll say, you bigot, my cousin could kick your butt on the football field, uh, and she's going to be in the NFL, you are. And I said, so you mean to tell me one day we're going to have 50% women, 50% men in the NFL? And they're all going, that's right, you're still going to to be in. I said, oh, okay, well, okay, whenever that happens, you got a free trip to Hawaii, I will pay for it, okay? I mean, but I have that conversation all the time. I'm having it, and these people are not joking. They are angry. They are upset. They are throwing me out of church. You know, my pastor, he kept saying, Pat, we see you around church a lot nowadays. I said, yeah, uh, the number of churches I can speak at here in Hawaii is growing smaller and smaller and smaller. I said, you're going to see a lot of me at your church. All right. And they said, "Well, well, great. We love having you around. See, we've lost our identity once we departed from God. As human beings, we've we've lost our understanding of human nature and it's led to the current state of confusion in our culture and in the church. That's why it's time to reclaim the truth about who we are as humans and what it means to be a man and a woman. What's God's blueprint? Well, it says that male and female are not artificial categories. They're part of the very image of God. The two are not identical nor are they interchangeable. This is God's intended design that we're equal in nature, but we're different, right? We're different in design and we have different roles that God has given us. Our anatomies tell us what gender we are. Our bodies don't lie to us. Not only are we different physically, but internally as well. I mean, our chemistry, our emotions, the way we think, I mean, right down to our DNA, We're designed to be different, to complement one another, to fulfill God's mission for man and woman, to rule over the earth, be fruitful, and multiply. To go against God's blueprint is to go against his divine design. The Bible teaches that we are equal in nature, but different by design. And our differences extend to our deepest levels of being, down to our chromosomes, our brain structures, our voices, body shapes, body strengths, reproductive systems. And the Bible doesn't separate gender from sex, because that's the way God made our bodies to fulfill the mission that He designed for us. They're unique aspects. Of male and female that children need to know. The unique aspects of fathering and mothering that are invaluable for children to see. What did Jesus say about sexuality? I get this argument all day. Jesus never said transgenderism is the same. Jesus never did. Well Jesus affirmed the creation account. When he was asked about marriage, he quoted Genesis 1 26. He only affirmed two. God created them in his image, male and female, and that marriage is between a man and a woman. And there are several passages in the Bible today that you will find to be some of the most offensive. That's why you don't see too many guys preaching on it, all right? Uh, a lot of people don't know about these passages. But the Bible teaches there is also a way that God wants us to express our gender publicly, He does not want there to be a confusion. All right, between the role of men and women. In the cultural context, there's a proper way to express it. Alright, so Genesis twenty-two, I mean there's a loaded verse here. The part I want you to get is where God is saying, A woman shall not wear a man's garment, nor shall a man put on a woman's cloak, for whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. There's a proper way in which our sexual differences, our gender differences, are to be expressed publicly, so that there's no confusion. In our culture, when it comes to manhood and womanhood. 1 Corinthians 11. All right, now that's a loaded passage, but what I want you to get out of this one, Paul also said there is a proper way to express the differences between male and female. All right, the way we are to publicly express it. In this cultural context, right, the glory of the woman was her long hair, and it was an affront for women to be shaving their head in that culture. Paul was stating there's a healthy way to express the gender differences in this particular culture, and God wants that distinction to be expressed publicly. Well, the truth on transgenderism here then. Well, transgenderism is an error on human nature. Genesis 1 states we're created in the image of God. The culture teaches we're simply complex animals. Really just the products of accidental collision of natural causes. There was no real intention for us to be here. The Bible teaches only two genders. God created men and women different. And those differences are to be embraced and celebrated, not denigrated and rejected. We're different physically, mentally, emotionally. I mean, right down to our very DNA. Second, transgenderism is an error on the truth. Truth, according to the Bible, and this has been the classical definition of truth, truth is what corresponds to reality. Truth is outside of us. We discover it and we conform to it. Okay, We don't invent it, and then reality changes to the concept of truth I invent in my mind. This is a black metal stand, period. I may believe that this is a white plastic stand, But no matter how sincerely I believe it's a white plastic stand, it doesn't become a white plastic stand. Truth is outside of me, it's independent of me. All right, I discover it and I conform to it. That's the way we function in the world, okay? I can't fly. I'm not super, as much as I wanna believe I can fly, I better accept the fact of reality. Truth that corresponds to reality, I can't fly. And if I don't accept it, and I go jumping out of a 10 story window, I'm going to be in big trouble. However, transgenderism changes the definition of truth. Truth is what I invent in here. And reality conforms to the truth I've invented in here. And that's a very dangerous thing. That is a very dangerous thing. Hey, that's where philosophy 101 goes wrong. That's why a lot of your kids go to college and take philosophy 101. They come out all messed up, you know, because, you know, modern philosophy is teaching truth is in here. Okay, we create it and reality conforms to the truth that's in here. It's not how it works. That's what transgenderism teaches. Biologically, it shows I'm male, but in here, I think I'm female. So, truth is going to conform to the reality that I think in here. But, you know, feelings, what I think doesn't change the reality. Truth is independent of me. And you got to look at the great inconsistency here, okay? Why is it that what I think is true in here only applies to sex? If I went up to the coach of the LA Lakers and I said, hey coach, I'm LeBron James number two. I'm a six foot six basketball player that can dunk a basketball. Why don't you put me on the team? He'd look at me and go, you crazy? They're five foot seven. You, you can't come anywhere near dunking a basketball. I said, no, no, I sincerely believe I'm a six foot six guy that can come out and try out for the NBA. He's just kind of like, Ugh. Well, how come when it comes to sex or gender, I can think I'm female and everyone accepts it. But when it comes to height, race, age, people would look at me and say, are you crazy? If I try to go back to high school and say, I'm a 16 year old girl, I'd like to enroll again. They'd look at me and say, are you nuts? But if I go back and say, I'm female, everyone say, oh, okay, all right, well, that's true. I mean, you see the inconsistency here? They're an arrow truth. Gender is a part of God's blueprint. It cannot be changed. This is Paul McHugh, the top psychiatrist in the U.S., perhaps in the world. John Hopkins University, he's been speaking on this subject for a long time, saying we are going in the wrong direction, folks. Been a brave man. They're trying to shut him down. Cancel culture is trying to shut him down. But he says this, transgendered men do not become women, nor do transgendered women become men all become feminized men or masculinized women, counterfeits or impersonators of the sex with which they identify. Father uh, Tom Renke writes, chromosomes cannot be reengineered, removed or scrubbed from the software of our bodies. It may be possible for a trans woman to pass for a woman on the street at the visual level, but it's not possible for a man to morph himself into a biological woman with all the experiences and functions of natural femaleness. The biological narrative doesn't exist. While medical advances make it possible to suppress or change some of the outward appearances of our bodies and change our patterns of speech and dress, it is not possible to raise our bodies to the ground and rebuild them without shortcutting all the essential formative experience that make biological sex expression and gender authentic. Encouraging wrong thinking and feeling only increases the problem. It's the truth that sets you free, not pushing you more in the way of a lie. Ryan Anderson writes this, policymakers and media are doing no favors either to the public or transgender by treating their confusions as a right in need of defending rather than as a mental disorder that deserves understanding, treatment, and prevention. And then we have the tragedy of transgender treatments here. We have been having tragic results. Not high success rates, tragic results very little improvement after many transgender surgeries. Once again, Paul McHugh, one of the top psychiatrists in our country, did a follow-up study with adults who had undergone sex change operations to determine what long-term benefits they had gained. And he states, the results showed most did not appear to have benefited psychologically. He states, they had much the same problems with relationships, work and emotions as before. The hope, that they would emerge now from their emotional difficulties to flourish psychologically has not been fulfilled. He says surgery may have provided some satisfaction, but McHugh decided that sex change surgery was bad medicine and was fundamentally cooperating with a mental illness. He further goes on to state psychiatrists he thought could do a better job to help their patients with gender dysphoria by trying to fix their minds and not their genitalia. He states transitioning treatment has not been shown to reduce the extraordinary high rate of suicide attempts among people who identify as transgender 41% compared to just 4.6% of the general population. In fact People who have had transition surgeries are 19 times more likely than average to die by suicide. Remember, those who are struggling from transgender dysphoria or gender dysphoria, there's a lot other issues going on there than just, a, I'm uncomfortable in my body. There's a whole lot going on. And we're learning that gender transformation surgery is not curing that. And he concluded, we have wasted scientific and technical resources and damaged our professional credibility by collaborating with madness, rather than trying to study, cure, and ultimately prevent it. The American College of Pediatricians report, and you can read this, it's right on the internet there, they showed that puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones cause sterilization and damage cardiovascular health, bone density, and reproductive functions. And we're having a growing case of sex change regret. Professor Miroslav Georgievic, one of the most acclaimed surgeons who performs 100 sex change surgeries every year, laments over the growing number and lack of research on transgendered people changing their minds after undergoing surgery reversal. And he's most concerned that he's seeing the average age of people getting gender transformation surgery dropping from 45 to 21 and now going into the teens. We're seeing that many of those who had transgender surgery are not showing any signs of improvement. We're having tragic results from this because when you move towards falsehood, you only increase the problem. In fact, a study This is one that Senator Paul Rand kept pointing out. It's been around for a while from the American College of Pediatrician state that the vast majority, the vast majority of girls and boys, 80% of girls, 90% of boys with proper guidance will reconcile with their biological sex if allowed to go to puberty. All right, so with the proper guidance, the vast majority end up growing out of it. So that's the truth on transgender treatments here. Well, what is the biblical response to those of us who are friends and family members who are struggling with this issue? Well, first of all, of course, love. Love those struggling with this issue. This is a real issue. It is a very painful one. Whenever I watch Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner on interviews, Man, I can feel, jumping off the screen, the pain that is in his voice there as he's struggling with this whole issue. Number two, do your best to understand their struggle there. It's part of the results of the fall. A lot of people say, I'm born this way. Well, that doesn't necessarily make it right. We're all born not right. That's why Jesus said in John 3.16, what? You must be born again. Why huh because we 're not born right, we need a new birth, right Second Corinthians five any man be in Christ, he is a new, new creation we 've got to be born, that transformation has to take place because of the fall we 're not born right, okay? so to understand as best as we can, treat all people with dignity as men and women created valuable in the image of God. To empathize means working hard to walk alongside them through this painful struggle. But remember, truth and love go hand in hand. If you really love someone, you're going to give them the truth. Although it may hurt, the truth is what will set them free, not allowing them to continue in a lie. So if we accept the Bible as God's truth, which it is, then loving someone means telling them the truth, although it may hurt initially. In the long run, that's what's going to set them free. Not allowing them to indulge and live out their fallen desire, embracing a lie, right? but steering them towards the truth. And finally, We're all fallen creatures and we don't want to be condescending or dismissive of their struggle, but to humbly come alongside and say, I'm willing, brother, sister, to walk with you in this struggle. Well, Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So it's our desire to see those suffering from transgender dysphoria healed and set free from their struggle. So if you know someone, or maybe if you're struggling with this issue, remember the truth will set you free. God's truth is what brings freedom and healing. It comes from knowing the truth and responding to the truth. It's not an easy road, but that's the road that will bring healing and wholeness and set you free. All right. Thank you very much.
0: We've run out of time. Thank you for joining us here on Evidence and Answers Radio Broadcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. You'll find we have a wide variety of different topics that will make for an incredible conference series. If you would like Pat to speak at your church, Bible study, or even schedule a conference at your church or location, give him a call in Hawaii. That number is 483-0586. Or you may contact him through the Evidence and Answers website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. Be sure to use our search engine for available resources. We have everything from atheism to Zen Buddhism, including articles and additional audio for you to listen to or download. So be sure to share our website with those around you. To keep quality broadcasts like Pat's On The Air, we rely on generous financial support from you, our listeners. For the opportunity to partner with us, head on over to our website. Once again, that's EvidenceAndAnswers.org and you may do so right there online.